Hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes into a name. Names mean something. I remember when we were uh, naming our first baby girl, we were going to, this is before, a uh, couple months before we were going to have her, and we, we knew we were going to have a girl, and Crystal and I were looking through books like crazy. You know, I was the first kid, and so we got name books and all that stuff, and we're looking through all the names. We got, we're like, we got to find the perfect name, and one point, Crystal said, what about Abigail? I like that, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I, there was an Abby that I grew up with that maybe I didn't like, or if I thought it, I think my grandpa's dog was named Abby. I'm like, I don't know, honey. That, and then she said, she, she, she set the hook on me. She goes, Kellen, it, it means a father's joy. <laughs> well, how can I not name this kid Abigail? And so we named her Abigail, uh, and it worked out good. And so then we get to our second kid. And we're, we're looking around, and we, we couldn't think. Finally, we come across the name Cameron for a girl, spelled a little differently. And I was like, I, I really, let's go with that. And it was later on that we found out that the name means crooked nose. So I'm here saying that there's a lot in that, that names mean. And maybe, maybe it doesn't mean anything, I don't know. But there is something in the name that we get with Jesus. Um, all the names for Jesus mean something. And, and I think the names for Jesus, they are unique. Uh, there's something powerful in them. And in the Gospel of Matthew that we're going to read in just a moment here, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph. And in this story, you're going to see two names that are given for what this, what this name of this baby is going to be. And I want you to pay attention to them, as, and, and we'll talk about them as, we're, as we finish up the passage. So it's Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When, jo when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now again, I find it interesting in this passage there are two names for this baby that was going to come into the world. One of those names was given by the angel. And the name that was given was this name Jesus, which is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Yeshua, which is translated for us Joshua. Uh, what that means is Yahweh is salvation. God is going to save. And so when you hear the name Jesus, that's what it means. He's going to save his people from their sins. But then the writer Matthew adds in another name here. And he takes this name from a prophet, Isaiah. And he's, he's seeing that this story is a, a culmination of what the, the prophet was writing about back in, in the book of Isaiah. And so... 
he sees that this prophet is a fulfilling of this prophecy that talks of a virgin conceiving and giving birth. And that the baby was going to be named Emmanuel, God with us. Now we all think of Jesus as Jesus. That's the main name that we think of. But even still to this day, Jesus is called Emmanuel. God with us. Now can I be honest with you? This is one of the toughest things in all of the Bible for me to, to think about at times. That God was with us. In my moments of doubt, because here's, let's, let's be honest, I think we all have moments of doubt. Sometimes it's tough for me to consider the fact that God came into the world in the body of a baby that we named Jesus. It's hard to believe sometimes. Um, and I think part of the reason it can be hard to believe sometimes is because I think we're really star-struck people. When we get around celebrities, it's like something kind of goes crazy in a lot of us. Man, you see somebody like, like walking down the street and you're like, I think they were on the news last night. And you go crazy about it. Um, I've experienced this kind of stuff. I met, I've talked about this, I've met one of my favorite baseball players of all time a couple months before Crystal and I got married. Tori Hunter, played for the Minnesota Twins, met him at a cheesecake factory in Chicago. I was 21 years old and I, my heart did not stop racing for like two hours. I was shaking. My wife is, well, she wasn't my wife quite yet, but she was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I met Tori. It was awesome. Um, but I see this stuff in my kids all the time, this starstruck nature. We've got a worship pastor at our Beloit campus named Josh Calhoun. A lot of you know him. And Josh Calhoun is an amazing musician. He was a part of a band called Citizen Way, a Christian band that, that kind of made it big in the Christian music world. And so every time we hang out with Josh Calhoun or we talk about Josh Calhoun, it seems like almost every time one of my kids looks at me and is like, Dad, is Josh famous? I'm like, why? Would it make him awesomer? Come on. Um, but there's something about celebrity that, that we can't believe that that person is around us. We can't believe that that person is living in our sphere, our circle of the world. We can't believe that that person talked to us. And I think that's what makes it hard for us to believe that God came into this world. We are starstruck people. The idea that God actually came into the world in the person of Jesus, it's tough, tough to comprehend. It's nearly impossible for me to put myself in the shoes of Joseph. To think about being in that, in that place where I'm looking into this feeding trough. That we've placed this baby and thinking this is God. This is God's son. It's one thing to believe that God, which I do believe this, it's one thing to believe that God is with us right here in, in spirit form. That he's always with us. But to see him face to face, I think I would flip if I physically saw Jesus like Joseph was able to see Jesus nearly or over 2,000 years ago. What's not hard for me to grasp though, while it's hard for me to grasp that God is with us, in physical form, in the person of Jesus. It is not hard for me to grasp that every single one of us carry things with us on an everyday basis. While Jesus came into the world to be God with us, usually the things that are most present with us are the stresses and the guilts and the million other things that we carry every day to our detriment. You know, I carry guilt with me. I carry guilt with me about things I've done in the past. I carry guilt with me about the last time that maybe I, I, I freaked out a little bit on my kids in, in a way that was ridiculous. I carry with me stress. 
carry with me the stresses of going in and out of stores this time of year. Man, I went to, uh, I went to Target a couple days ago. That was like the dumbest thing I've done in a long time. Uh, Andrew and me, my buddy Andrew, we were going about the same time we were going to Target. And I got there a little bit before him and I texted him. I'm like, dude, I think I had to park in Africa just to get in. Like, I parked so far away from the front door. It was a stress. Uh, the stresses of trying to figure out how to get my snowblower working before a big snowstorm comes because I kept the wrong kind of gas in it all year long. Yeah, that was dumb. The stress of knowing that I need to put better tires on both of my cars this winter because I wait too long all the time. Uh, I carry with me unforgiveness. Unforgiveness of people in my past that I don't even realize as I carry it with me, it is a weight on me. It is something that stays with me in ways that I don't even understand sometimes. Every single one of us has something with us this morning, afternoon. I'm sorry. It's so hard not to say morning at church. Some of you have experienced loss, and that's the thing that is with you right now. There are so many burdens out there that I don't know what your burden is, but you've probably brought one in here with you today. Wouldn't it be really nice if we could say, you know what, since God is with us, all those other things, they, they go by the wayside. But it's just not that easy. While we have God with us, all these other things, they continue to be with us as well. The presence of something or someone good does not simply negate the other things around us that are painful and frustrating. Uh, something I think is really tangible that I think about when I think about this that helps me is, uh, I know that when I've had a bad day or when I've done stuff that is really dumb and I've said really uh, unwise things, when I feel like I've put myself in a bad place, my wife being at my side, reminding me that she loves me, it is something good that brings me an overwhelming peace that is there in the midst of darkness. That's the same beauty, I think, that we find in Emmanuel with us. While there's people around us, with us, that can bring some peace to our lives, I believe that Emmanuel with us, God with us, is meant to do that same thing. He brings us peace in the midst of Moments that are not so peaceful. Jesus didn't come into the world to take us out of the world. Jesus didn't come into the world to make everything really easy. But what he did is he came to make our burden lighter. I love what he says in, in Matthew 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus' gentleness in the presence of the world's harsh realities, it brings us peace. Um, his gentleness truly is greater than the world's harsh realities. And we all face those harsh realities every single day. They are with us. But there's something that is with us that's even greater. I can't fully explain how Jesus does it, but he makes everything better. And when I can't fully explain it, all I know is I have to, all I have to look to is the cross. The thing that Jesus came into this world to be with us for was simply to be able to go to that cross. No matter what I experience, I know that Jesus took with him my sin to the cross. And so whatever is with me, it's lessened because of Jesus. He has lightened my burden. 
And Jesus particularly gives, gives peace to the brokenhearted. Says it a lot in scripture. He talks about it right here in Matthew 11 where he says, Come to me, all you who are, who are weary and burdened. I'm going to give you rest. Psalm 34, 18. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Does that feel a little bit like what, where, how you walked into the, these doors this morning? A little bit crushed in spirit. That life is so heavy that you just kind of feel crushed. There's another psalm that I love, Psalm 73, 28. It says, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord my refuge. It reminds me a little bit of the story that we read. The nearness of God, just him being near to us, coming after us, it is for my good. When all around me is frustrating and when it's difficult... God can be my place of refuge. And so I want to ask you today, have, have you made Jesus your place of refuge? Have you gone to him when your burdens are at their heaviest? When you're carrying the most things with you, do you come back to Jesus and realize he is the one that ultimately is with you right now? I believe that, that even with all the burdens of this world, as long as we have the presence of Jesus with us, we're going to be okay. We're going to survive. In fact, I think that we even thrive. I think some of the people that I've watched in my life that, that have been the greatest testimony are people, they go through tough stuff and they, there's still this presence of God in their life, in their lives, that Jesus is with them and it's, it's noticeable. And that's why Jesus t came to become our Emmanuel. He came to enter into our story, to be with us. And it's a powerful story. I don't know about you guys, but I, we have been watching a lot of Christmas movies in the last month plus. So many that I'm a very organized, weird person, and I, I make notes of all my favorite TV shows, movies, and now Christmas movies. Uh, the other night I was like, I got to write down Christmas movies we've watched because I, I, I want it to be easy next year when it's time to decide what Christmas movies to watch. So I wrote them down. But here's the thing with Christmas movies. They always are just kind of, they have that feel-good quality to them. But that's not what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about a life-changing presence that Jesus brought into the world to be with us. It's more than just a feel-good story. He doesn't necessarily take our burdens away, but he takes it upon himself. I want you to understand that. God, in bringing Jesus into the world for us, it's not that our burdens are taken away, but he takes it upon himself. Our greatest burden of sin he takes it upon himself. Why did Jesus become Emmanuel? Why did he become God with us? When God became incarnate through Jesus, when he took on human flesh, it opened the way for him to become broken. You realize that, that a God who just stays up in heaven, he could not come into this world and become broken for us. We were broken people. Just like that kid in that story had gone out of, of the things that God had called him to do. He went outside of that wall. We have gone outside of that wall ourselves. And the only way that, that God himself could come and be broken for us who are broken was to come into the world. Thanks again for joining us on the Central and Janesville podcast. Remember to check us out at centraljanesville.com. Have a great week.